Ronnie. Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. This is episode 96, and today we are reviewing the highly anticipated, long-awaited, the fallout. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, been a couple weeks. Took a couple weeks off for some R&R. Uh, also give some time for you guys to catch our top 10 films of 2021. It was a big episode. So wanted to make sure everybody had a chance to hear that. Plus, we put out a premium episode, uh, Nicholas Winding Refn. Wanted some people to have a chance to listen to that. But uh, we are back, and there still is no good movies out. So uh, we are relying on the fallout here. And not to say that it's a bad movie, but... Um, yeah, not big movies. Yeah, yeah, not big. <laughs> so uh, this was a uh, HBO Max-released film. So I'm sure some people have heard of it since it's getting some uh, good uh, critical source. But anyway, what's uh, what's going on with you guys? What's new? Oh, you know, that's it. <laughs> St- Wait, are we still in a pandemic of some sort? Oh, yeah, that, that's a thing that's happening. That? You guys get your free test yet? <laughs> I haven't, but I ordered it. Did you? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. When am I, are we supposed to get those? Uh, probably when I COVID's assume over. by the end of it. <laughs> by the next variant, I think we'll get. Yeah. And they'll be like, this one doesn't work with the variant. <laughs> yeah. Here's your free test. Yeah. But, um, well, Kyle and I just went to a lovely beer festival. And oh, yeah. Our, one of our favorite breweries. Uh, we talked about them multiple times. Uh, that is Bad Brewing out of Mason, Michigan. Um, the night prior, Kyle also and Kyle and I also hung out at a local watering hole in our neck of the woods, back where we graduated. And what? Yeah, we went uh, go old corn cob. We went old corn cob. The and, cadet uh, closed down the old cadet. Well, the cadet. I closed down the cadet. Kyle was gone. <laughs> There's Kyle, a lot of things uh, going on. Okay. <laughs> yes, and Kyle uh, pre-gamed a little harder than I think I he did. Met- and uh but you know he was up in the morning we went and got mexican for lunch and then drank some bat. delicious uh delicious bourbon barrel aged beers oh was it like Top a barrel opening <laughs> yeah it was their bourbon fest mm, so it was outdoors it's cold but we ended up i have my connections everywhere ended up in an igloo oh beer. nice so it was nice and toasty yeah and there's our super nice there nice they, yeah they, they are nice they're all like custom built and they have like legit doors on them and heaters inside. It's pretty nice. Yep. Yep. So we uh, did that and then, yeah, we got toasty inside and that toasty uh, in our brains. Yeah. I think I got toasted. My tummy was toasty. Uh, yep. Yep. Uh, so yeah, we did that as well. So had some great brews. Didn't, didn't check in all of them, but I remember all of them. I think we tried pretty much everything. Uh, yeah, three, probably yeah, except least, for like. Of all like the beers, I don't think I got tried any of like the meads or anything like that, just because I don't typically right. gravitate towards those. But pretty much everything outside that that, that was like special, I had. Yeah. Oof, so. Yeah, some really yep. good stouts. Uh, fucking great Belgian triple, Jacob. Yeah. Really oh, yeah. Rye whiskey. It was a rye whiskey barrel aged Belgian triple. Belgian. Mm-hmm. That's yep. interesting. And even the girls liked it. Really? Which, yeah. yeah. Yeah, they loved it. What? Was it like is estery like yeah it was style? pretty it was it was pretty sweet it was yeah it, it was it, like well, it was it was just super yeah. well balanced because of that uh, barrel aged process like it cut down on some of that sweetness that you normally would get from a Belgian triple I think mm-hmm. I thought it was just perfectly balanced beer uh, that was my favorite thing that I had there so yeah I even enjoyed it which is saying yeah. something yeah, yeah. And he doesn't love triples or I mean Belgian not a, stuff. Not a good- well, the quad, they had the Belgian quad, which is right, yeah. fantastic. Mm-hmm. And then they had this double mash rye barrel aged stout that was incredible as well. I got two pours of that one. Yeah, the double mash was, was really great. Good. The nice. 16 was my favorite uh, stout there, though. That one, I think. Yeah, was, the 2016. Yeah, that just had my favorite flavor profile. Like all the stouts were mm-hmm. incredible, but that flavor profile in particular, that was my favorite. So. Yep, yep. 
met Jim that we talked about. We talked about blended styles last episode. Mm. So we Jim, the guy that got the bottles originally, Kyle ended up meeting, which was funny, and he brought up that beer. Really? Yep. So <laughs> yeah. we, I was like, we just talked about this beer. <laughs> so yeah, very fun time. Good time. Uh, Everybody, check out Bad. As we, I mean, we pre- praise them. If you all ever the time find the yourself <laughs> in Mason, Michigan. Yeah, <laughs> Lansing. I mean, it's by Lansing. It just accidentally got lost and on 127. I mean, like I said, it's in go eat some Clavons and stop yeah. at Bad's after. Absolutely. All right. Well, speaking of beer, let's just uh, roll into our featured beer here. Do we know who uh, technically chose this? Or uh, I think saying? technically it's my yeah, pick. This would be technically. Well, okay, champion so, it. Yep. <laughs> it's so, an easier yeah, one to talk I'm, about. I will. Um, we have uh, beer uh, comes out once a year um, around January and runs until about March. And it is by a lovely brewery known as Bells. Um, and we have Hop Slam Ale here, the AKA 2021 edition. Yeah, aka Japanese owned company. Yeah, aka Sapporo. No, <laughs> yeah, yeah. What's the other? What's the one with the K? Kirin or uh, Kirin. Yeah, Kirin. <laughs> Asahi. Um, description reads: Starting with six different hot varietals added to the brew kettle, and culminating with a massive dry hop addition of Simcoe hops. Bell's Hop Slam Ale possesses the most complex hopping schedule in the Bell's repertoire. Selected specifically because of their aromatic qualities, these Pacific Northwest varietals contribute a pungent blend of grapefruit, stone fruit, and floral notes. A generous malt bill and a solid dollop of honey provide just enough body to keep the balance in check, resulting in a remarkably drinkable rendition of the double IPA style. Clocking in at an impressive 10%. IBUs of 65. It's always exactly 10, isn't it? Just about, yeah. yeah. Um, I haven't been thoroughly impressed with Hop Slam since like 2016, 2017. Yeah. I think it keeps getting sweeter and maltier versus your your fun hop. It tastes almost like a mead. Yeah. Got mead characteristics to it, but always, always got to get ex- it every year. I, every year. Yeah. It's like the Shamrock Shake. <laughs> like every year. Yep. Comes out, you're kind of excited about it, then you try and you're like, yeah, this is the Shamrock Shake. Well, it's Shamrock Shake is better than no. this. I would <laughs> I'm much always disappointed every year by a Shamrock Shake. But every year, I'm ready for that Shamrock Shake. And you get them. Every year. That's what this is too. It's like yeah. I get it every year, but yeah. it's never as impressive as I hope for every yeah, year nostalgia is a hell of a i always drug. hope it's gonna be like the 2017 or 16 whichever year i think was. both years were yeah. interchangeable kind of and then it's kind of went down since but yeah i, I really mean, enjoyed I uh last year's hop slam 2021 they're all good yeah they're all i mean i just haven't yeah. been as impressed as yeah but that i was like searching for it yeah it was even i couldn't even find it in grand rapids i had to go like megabev just to find a we single, no. <laughs> single case of it. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, um, I think that's right. it. Anything else? Crack nope. into this boy. Let's do it. Nope. Yeah, it's yeah. good. <laughs> it's you got the bitterness of hops with that sweetness of honey. It definitely has a interesting flavor profile that you don't get from pretty much any other IPA. So that makes it special. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't yeah. um it's definitely unique. It's definitely really good IPA. It's just never been the five stars I think I gave it back a few years ago. Well I guess quite a few years ago now. Yeah, this uh if I'm comparing it to last year, it's probably the same for me from what I remember. I think I only had it once last year, but floating around that four for me. Yeah. I'm there too. Yeah. That's right where I'm at. It is super. I mean, yeah, that's a good, that's a great score. And, uh, I think it is really good. I don't, I don't, it's not you've like never had it. Yeah. If you've never had it, it's fantastic. And you definitely try it. Try it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But from its high, it's not quite there. For me, no. For me, I think 
the reason I like it maybe slightly more than you guys, I'm not sure where you're at, uh, is I usually hate the addition of honey to beer. And I feel like this isn't, I don't taste as much of that honey forward. Like I do like the, no, I think it is fairly hoppy and the honey kind of just balances it more than, I don't know, at, is like strong or present. It's a Cause nice, honey is always just like, like a deterrent for me, but I don't, I don't get deterred from the honey in this, you know? Yeah. I think it's like a nice sweetness that it's not like a new England where you have that sweet with the bitterness. It's a totally different thing, but also kind of going in that same direction, right? Where it's happy, right. but it also has that little bit of sweetness to mellow it out. Yeah. It adds just like Definitely. a body, mm-hmm. but still like not, not as big of a fan as I, I'm just like further away from this, this I'm just getting further and further away from like this style, like Midwest east coast ipas like i just want aggressive hop these days and dry six and a half seven percent standard ipas and the more they get into the, the nine ten percent range it's just i start i think pulling away from the older i get <laughs> i think i just had enough so that's not like a seasonal like, fluctuation this is like a life fluctuation yeah because <laughs> i just I mean, think i feel- don't taste change yeah, you feel like more inclined to drink certain beers by whatever season it is, but you're saying that right. as you get older, that's changing. I just think that I dove so far head first into like New England's, and I think everyone did that. It's kind of like pushed me away from. <laughs> I like yeah, I like drink it, drink them too much, and then it just became not a novelty as much as it was, and it just I don't know to see sweeter styles. I just I don't gravitate towards them anymore. As, or not not anymore, but as much as I definitely used to. Yeah. I mean, we've said it before. We were like definitely spoiled by getting one of the best New Englands you can ever have and then seeking yeah. everything else, bit getting compared to that. It's just pales in comparison. So like kind of hard to, uh, you're chasing that high, you know, and then you never quite reach it. Thanks exactly. a lot. Exactly. <laughs> old nation uh, and thanks old nation. Again. I almost said great notion old nation <laughs> Them very too. far away great notion yeah. Yeah. opposite side of the country <laughs> uh, alright so that was Hopsland Mail sounds like a recommendation all around from us oh yeah alright well uh, if you got nothing else on that let's get into our featured review we're talking the fallout uh, the fallout was written and directed by Megan Park. It stars Jenna Ortega, Maddie Ziegler, Niles Fitch, and Will Ropp. Plot synopsis reads, high schooler Veda navigates the emotional fallout she experiences in the wake of a school tragedy. Relationships with her family, friends, and view of the world are forever altered. Let's take a listen to a clip. You don't even need to wear makeup. Sorry, what? I just said you don't even need to wear makeup. I... What was that? All right. What did you guys think of the fallout? I thought it was... Yeah. I liked it. (laughs) Much better than I could have... Expect to go. I honestly, I never knew it, what this was about at all. So when it started out, I'm like, oh, it's just the high school type of like funny movie. I don't know where they get into hijinks. And then it got super dark. Like that, that and the moment in oh, it yeah. is intense. Yeah. It's very intense. And I liked it throughout. I thought performances were good. I thought the story was mostly good. But I do feel like it kind of lost its way at parts where it kind of dragged on without kind of, it felt like directionless at points where I wasn't sure where it was going anymore. Like it's almost like it didn't know how to get to the end it did. It eventually got there and it was pretty satisfying, but I felt some parts were dragged on and didn't really pay off by the end. But overall, it was definitely an enjoyable movie, much more so than I expected. 
Yeah. Um, and obviously it's it's pretty spoiler heavy. So we'll, I guess, I mean, did it say it in the... It doesn't say Not what really. the event is. It just says a school tragedy. I think it's fairly obvious. So, and it happens in the first, what, 10, 15 minutes of the movie? Yeah, it's pretty early. It's like really early. I would say I would say saying what happens isn't a spoiler, and which kind of leaves the rest of the movie open um, to not being spoiled. I guess besides the her, whatever happens within her relationships. If you don't want to talk about that, then that makes sense. Right. Um, so yeah. So any um, Kyle and I, well, we had just talked about. Um, it's funny that we brought up uh, twenty two July, which. Paul Greengrass, because Kyle and I somehow got on Paul Greengrass train for whatever Born. reason, and we're talking about Born. <laughs> no, but reason. why did we? I, I yeah, exactly. I don't know <laughs> <laughs> why. I still don't know how we got there. Anyway, we were talking about Paul, and then that movie had a had an active active shooter in like a in like a school. So then, like the next day, this movie we watched this. And I'm like, holy shit! Like I didn't expect it, but yeah, it's like very traumatic and like deep fucking scene and i i mean i actually really loved the fallout a lot i just i like the way that um you know you portray like the 16 year old was being portrayed and like all the different microcosms of like her identity kind of came in and you're like you see all these different levels of her like experimenting new things like this one tragedy like really kind of center in the spiral of like who the hell am i what am i doing what am i here for and i think that the way that they kind of mature really quickly yeah and the way that the director kind of really tiptoed around it and like it she did like they she never strayed too far from middle but she definitely did Mm -hmm. but she would always kind of stayed who she was and i just like that that dynamic that she was able to portray and i think that this actress she was in a show you I know um, she was good in that. Too. She was good in that, and I think that this she has a huge future. Oh yeah, definitely like a massive future. Like the the she had such a maturity to her acting that like we didn't I didn't expect. Obviously, knew she was good, but I mean that was even two years ago, mm-hmm. and like just to jump from that show alone, um, to this show was was quite, or this movie was quite impressive. Um, Maddie Ziegler, uh, obviously was from, um, that Sia movie. Uh, yes, see ya. Yeah, she was music. that girl, and then music. Yeah. Yep, and then yep. uh, Quentin, the Quentin character was from This Is Us. So they all have like some acting credits, but nothing like massive. And it was good to see that they were able to lead, like, be leads in this. And I think that they all three were very good. Um, you know, at at, at their um, at, in their characters, and I just I also think that a lot of the, you know, there was some there was some heavy heavy parts in this movie that i think that was executed pretty well in terms of especially considering this is the director's first movie and and she, i mean she's like a comedian and to see her like have a real um i thought that she had a nice like nice sense of direction i do agree that sometimes it was um a little poignant in like terms of it was too on the nose at times um with like the the slang and the the verbiage that was used, but I think it fit in this environment. Um, also had like the texting things, which we've talked about Kyle before, loved. where Kyle I'm sure loved. Um, but this is also more of I feel like a movie that that I'm lends itself go. to me, <laughs> that lends itself a little bit towards me more than I think maybe you two, just because this is like felt in the indie realm, yeah. and like some of the shots. Well, I thought it really was going to fall into your realm at the start. Yeah. <laughs> It did fall in my realm yeah. at the start. <laughs> yeah. Like, All right. Um, and it was just, uh, yeah, it just had the uh, the score had some really cool, mm-hmm. like, um, it was the same guy that did the bond, the newest bond. Oh, no yeah. Time to Die. Yeah. Finnis, fin, fin, something. Finn. I don't know how to pronounce. It's like Swedish or something. <laughs> some kind of yeah. foreign name. <laughs> it's foreign for sure. Um, but yeah, I thought, I, I thought this movie was really good. It's definitely surprised me. Sure, I might have been a little high on it, but the the effect, the shock that it gave me, not expecting anything out of it and getting uh, like a lot out of it, really 
um, yeah, it, it affected me, and I think it worked extremely well for me. You are high yes. as a fucking kite. My turn. All right. I also liked the fallout. This was tough for me to, I guess, settle on where, where, or just how much I liked it, I guess. Um, cause I don't think it technically did anything like too outstanding or no. for me, the, the whole story and arc that our main character Veda goes through, like I didn't feel it was as impactful as it could have been. Like I get, I liked where she wanted to take her, uh, the whole like crisis after, you know, her life was in danger and like maturing quickly and never really thinking about that before. And then having to think about like your death and mortality and her like saying that she literally can't feel anything. Like she doesn't have feelings. Like, you know, sometimes that happens when you go through that, uh, like you can't feel anything anymore. And the things that she does to like, try to regain her feelings, you know, like Josh was saying, experimenting with certain things. I liked that direction. I just don't think it was executed perfectly I agree. not even perfectly just super super well um so a lot of great ideas but execution wise i don't think it landed um as well as it could have and you know relationships to that i think her and her and you know the the girl and as well as quentin were were fleshed out pretty well but um probably could have seen more like between her and her sister. I feel like they tried to put a moment in that was like supposed to be very impactful with them. And it was not as impactful because we kind of jump into things super quick. And I mean, Talk you about could argue, their, uh, their like I don't have a sister. Part, I mean, I don't have a, yeah. I, it's not like, he doesn't um, have a sister. <laughs> I told you tell, tell his sister Ashley. about that. <laughs> Ashley, I mean, don't listen to this. <laughs> I mean, I cut that out in post. <laughs> I meant like, I'm sure it's different between an older sister, an older female sister, and a younger female sister. That bond is completely different. Um, that's all I'm saying. Like, are I, you talking I, about the bed scene? Yeah, I, yeah. And then I'm saying, I'm saying like, oh my but god, he didn't feel the build up before that. Oh, I thought yeah, there was I, a build up, but it was so fast. Their yeah, relationship, I, like, like, I'm saying like you could really take that fast. moment earlier in the movie as like that was the buildup, like she called her first and everything. And yeah, it was really I, like short, I said, this though. is where I don't know <laughs> what, you know, if that what if that was supposed to like be way more meaningful than it than it appeared. When you had to your be, first period, you didn't call your older sister. Well, again, I've never had my period, so I don't know. <laughs> Still, um, no, I, yeah, just like some of those relationships could have been more fleshed out. I, I'm saying all I'm saying is like ideas were good. Execution could have been better score. I didn't really notice the score. It's funny that you mentioned that. I noticed like the, I noticed needle the drops. soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. I noticed the soundtrack and like not needle drops because none of the songs were like super well known. Um, you don't remember the, like an underground there, route. the score was like, doom, 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 doom. and it was like very like, doom, doom. yeah, I do remember it. That was yeah. this original. Yeah. I mean, I like Phineas. That's his name. Oh, his name is Phineas. He's 20, born in nineteen. I'm saying that's that yeah, seems... isn't that Billy Eilish's brother. I don't know. Yeah, he won in between. Like... Um, in between songs, that Emmys. seems more like oh. filler, so it doesn't stand so. out as much. He's only Phineas. I know who does music. Sure. Um, see that scene, the scene that you're talking about, I thought was super impactful. I almost like teared up a little bit because I was like. Well, that's the other it thing was too. Is like, like how much, uh, how many, how many emotions or how much empathy do we have to bring in to really feel some of the impacts of this? I mean, I didn't expect it at all. I just, I remember <laughs> that scene and I was like, "Damn, that was heavy as hell." Like, it was like a big scene. Like, it was a deep scene for me. I think because the sister just like made this conscious effort the yeah. entire time, and then she's they land yeah. and she's still. See, I don't. You said, "What? Then why are you mad?" Like, just like a little. Yeah, like a little trying kid to think would of say, things wrong. Why are you mad at me? Like, yeah, that was like boom, and it just hit me. Like, I thought damn. that moment was good. I don't, I think it was kind of obvious it was leading up to that for me. I think the execution, like I was saying, of that could have been a little bit stronger, but I do think that moment was good. Yeah, because I mean, having a little sister, it was like, yeah, I think that that 
kind of, even though we obviously don't have the same relationship, but I mean, but there's probably a good similar age gap. And it was like, obviously this is a complete, a different situation, but still having your little sister just like constantly try and like weasel, like get her way back in, like to where things used to be. With like the slime. Yeah. Like every, little things like that. Yeah. And then she just said, why are you mad at me? And like, that's just like ripped me. <laughs> yeah. I was like, damn, like that, I mean, she just, that was her hero basically, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, fuck, like that she just, this little girl's trying to be, ended up trying to be her shoulder mm-hmm. and then she breaks down and then it like rolls go back. And it's, I thought it was like, it's like she forgets how much well. that could have affected her too. Yeah. You know, and like she was, she just, was almost yeah. the cause of, you know, the death of her sister. Like that's a lot of weight. Whereas the sister thinks she's taking all of the damage. Yeah. She doesn't realize that she was, you know, even though she acted fine, she took it too. It was mm-hmm. almost like the older sister was treating her like, Oh, you're just happy and go lucky because you didn't go through what I did. But really, she was going through stuff. She's like, she was what just if the kid was to, in my, like in my school? Yeah. You know? She was just trying to, like, make things normal. Mm-hmm. And that, that scene was like, for me, it was super yeah. impactful. It was good. Yeah. Um, trying to think of the other. I, I do think one of my other problems is that it it does try to juggle quite a bit of things, which again, this, it makes sense because this event would lead to some of that stuff realistically, but with how many relationships she has and then like the whole, you know, her trying to regain some feelings, she's experimenting with drugs. She's experimenting with her sexuality. Like there is quite a bit of things that it's trying to juggle. And again, ideas are good. It's just like execution on those things. Like how many of those can impact like the way that they're supposed to when you have so many layered in the film. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, I think bringing in the guy was what kind of hurt it for me. Quentin. Yeah. Cause I, I liked his story and that was heavy, but it just felt like there, then it was too many people. Well, that's I never her, felt like I think that's her trying to yeah bring back her equilibrium of like, okay, now I have feelings for a girl. Yeah, maybe I do, and maybe I can come back this way and kind of have feelings for a guy. But like, I feel like trying to weave her way through. Yeah, the one relationship was really built up, and we saw so much screen time of it. And the other one was just like a little moments here and there. And I don't feel. Do you know? Maybe that was intentional. Maybe. Maybe she was leaning one way. I think a lot of this stuff could be like it hits certain people, and it's going to be more impactful. And it, you know, other people it doesn't. Like, like I said, I don't have like a lot of like those technical flaws or I think it lands somewhere in the middle with how well it does uh, all that stuff. Like I do think, I think there's good shots and stuff. Like again, none of that stuff really wowed me, but you know, I don't have like any logic or plot issues. It's just like how, how much does it impact me? I not as much as not as much as you. It sounds like that's, that's all. Oh yeah. (laughs) I I completely understand, but the uh the ecstasy scene was pretty funny. Yeah, but kind of over. That was definitely over the us. top. Yeah, that was but the other thing. I, I like when she. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. Was the only other issue was tonally, kind of inconsistent at some points. Uh, yeah, it would have been like too, texting. I'm drowning. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. she's like swimming. But then I was so confused on that because I thought she asked for weed. E. Yeah, I thought she said weed. I'm like, why is she acting like this? Weed doesn't you do didn't this? have subtitles on. Yeah, sounds similar <laughs> to e weed. I know e. I need subtitles on though. And he's like, how much? But also the scene where she kept like moving her arms in the air. I'm like, how would the teacher not have noticed this by now that she's like raising? Her hand? <laughs> I was waiting for the her to, the teacher asked a question, and she thought she was raising her hand. You know the typical. And, and she's like right in the happens. front row too. Even even a teacher's peripheral, like they have eyes in the back of yeah, their teachers heads. Teachers are her peripheral. That. Yeah, yeah. Her oh, peripheral yeah. would have been like, okay, why do you have blue ink off your mouth? Yeah, and she just didn't doing? react until she said something. I was like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> no one did. No one behind her did. Either, yeah, that scene was just like, I'm like, really? But, yeah, but, but it that. was funny. Yeah, it just was a lot. What did you, this, I guess a spoiler, the end, the end, end, the mess, the news article and the reaction. Oh yeah. How did you guys feel? I didn't, 
I think it was, was important that message. One? Yeah, it was a different one. I think I it was yeah, just like bringing her PTSD back. Right. Yeah. And I think that was an important message, but it almost felt cheesy in the execution to me. But uh, yeah, I kind of agree. I think, again, I like what it's saying, you know, that this is just something that's going to keep happening unless. Yeah. And like we don't realize and- how much that affects the people involved and how much they can be re, you know, PTSD brought right back up to it. And I get the message, but I just thought that scene and was yeah. a little. Yeah, I can. I know what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with that too. I mean, it was so abrupt that it's like. Yeah, that's just how it But it left like, a very uh, lasting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. It was a very important. Yeah, message. I'm glad it yeah, wasn't it was like white. drawn out where like yeah. they had this news report and then they had like an assembly and then the teacher's like talking to him about what, you know, that would have been. Oof. Yeah. It could have been yeah. worse. <laughs> could have been much worse. Yeah. Fade to white. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Very slow. Uh, yeah. I, I know what you're saying, but it would be slight because of the things that it could have done that are so much worse. Like. It feels like a lesser. Oh, yeah. It was very me. slight, but I'm just like, ugh. Felt a little. The execution was a little, left a little to be desired. <laughs> well, it was like very, said, a lot of out of nowhere ish, but yeah, it was, it wasn't bad. And she's only, Great gonna get, she's only going to get better, this director. Yeah, exactly. Hey, Pretty strong stuff. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Yeah, exactly. That could be sophomore slump. In theory, she should be getting, she should get better. Yeah. Um, I don't have too much else to say. I don't know about you guys. Neither do I. Mm-mm. No. Okay. Um, well, let's slap a rating on her. What are you saying out of five stars? I am saying four stars. I gave it a 4.5. I am going light 3.5. I liked Pretty it fair. more than, so Josh brought up, uh, July 22, I was going to say this is the, this was the other uh, mass shooting movie of 2021, and the other is one that I watched, which you guys didn't, but obviously titled what was Mass. <laughs> oh, yeah. And gotcha. I liked it um, probably about the same, maybe a little bit more than Mass. You know who I got a lot of uh, stylistically similar? I think that this director took a lot from... Eliza Hitman in terms of the way it was mm. shot. A lot of those, a lot of those like in your face, very close up face shots, close mm-hmm. up like hand shots, just, just so stylistically, not necessarily saying the same direction, but making it very personal. Yeah. Like a, like a stylistic yeah. choice similar to that of Eliza's. So yeah, for sure. All right, uh, let's move on to our nano reviews. You guys have anything? Well, I'm wondering I mean, how many you're going to save. Yeah. Kyle. Are you <clears throat> um, years? Yeah, I'll probably save all of the. Well, you know, I'm going to save know. my we'll see. five star probably. We'll see. <laughs> uh, a lot of them can be quick. So, I, what are you? Yeah, what are you? One. Okay. <laughs> You want me to start then? The other one's, okay. the other one's a two, premium. Three, four. So. I have four. Okay, I'll start. I'll say two or three really quick. I uh, rewatched 12 Angry Men, 1957 That's classic. That's an old one, yeah. <laughs> Sydney Lumet. Amazing. Um, I've been wanting to watch that one. Yeah, yeah. it's amazing. It's, it's a uh, jury, right? Yep. Yeah. Say a uh, story of a jury where they have to have a unanimous vote to um give their verdict and just doubt seeps in and it it's it's actually pretty uh present it's pretty modern for the year it was made uh a lot to say about you know race and you know jumping to conclusions and assumptions the justice system all of that stuff it seems you know he again it's kind of a cliche to say but it's more timely today than ever <laughs> um but you know it is uh, it does have a, before. it does have a lot to say and it's very modern for the year it was made so it's super easy to watch too it's very short and it's just a great great uh screenplay and i rewatched Doctor Strangelove or How I Learned to Stop Worrying and Love the Bomb 
this classic comedy from Kubrick in 1964. I think it's an amazing satire on the Cold War and the absurdity of nuclear war and just how stupid it is that it's even an issue that like has to be still you know, worried today. about still today but yeah 64 when it we was like just all at the height of, of all of that <laughs> yeah it's just good thing a uh, cold war you know good thing our relationship with russia is so much better today <laughs> than it was then <laughs> yeah yeah i mean again more could it History be more timely today repeats. than ever before <laughs> um but no it's it's yeah it's a great comedy almost under the guise of a war film like there's not a ton of action in it or anything it, it is very much a comedy especially uh peter sellers performances he does three characters and one of them dr strangelove is just super over the top but uh yeah it takes it took me to a couple watches to really understand everything that they were saying and get all of the jokes from it but yeah when you realize that it's just a satire on the whole cold war and everything it's i think it plays perfectly did George uh, was George uh, S. Scott? Was he? Yeah, the he's the general. In he, it. Yeah, but is he George funny? T. Scott? Yeah, he's really funny. He plays like I've, a, only, I've only seen him in the Changeling, so I don't, I didn't oh, quite okay. know what kind of actor he. he is. I would say he's probably better known for his dramatic, serious roles. I mean, he was um, General Patton in Patton. That's what won him his mm-hmm. Oscar, and I don't think there's any comedy in that. But no, he is really funny in this. Stuff, he right? plays he plays a general that. Um, you know, he's very pro pro war. He's, he's the general and he's trying to prevent these attacks, but he's constantly worried about getting back to this hot babe that he has like waiting in his room. And there's some good stuff with him for sure. Cool. Uh, last one, Jaws 1975 classic Steven Spielberg. Uh, it's an amazing horror thriller and adventure movie. It, kind of changes you know it's been said a million times but it changes like halfway through the movie from this horror suspense movie to this them hunting down the the shark it kind of changes it more to like this adventure movie and it's what you don't see the score is amazing and yeah the fact that the shark didn't work as intended as everybody knows is what makes it i think so good because they had to hide a lot of a lot of things with it couldn't show it as much as they wanted yeah, I was gonna say which might make it better. <laughs> oh yeah, I think that's they, they yeah they had to all those POV shots. I don't even know if those were originally if that's how it was originally intended to be, if or if it was supposed to show the shark swimming through the water more. But I think they changed it to POV in lieu of that. I could be wrong, but I think that's what happened. Anyway, POV shots are amazing. Everything about it's amazing. I love um oh god, what's my boy's name? Richard Dreyfus in it. Incredible. I love him. Okay. Dick Dry. Someone else go. Jacob, you had a couple? Yeah. Uh, this one's going to be really quick. So I've actually been waiting for this while. I don't know why, but it's a documentary about climbing. So it's called The Wall, Climb for Gold, and it followed a four female climbers that went to the Olympics, including the gold medalist and the silver medalist. Or, yeah. And then two others. <laughs> One was American. And it was a first time documentary by this first direct. <laughs> the only thing he has under his name, Nick Hardy. And I thought it was pretty competently done. It was definitely interesting. Hardy? Hardy, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was well done. I thought they spent enough fleshing out with the backstories of all four of these climbers. It's really good for people who don't know anything about it and want to see like what was involved in, cause this was the first Olympics that climbing was in. So climbing's in the Olympics. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> first one, just because I started climbing, they're like, we should put that in Olympics. You know? Sure. So yeah. So I, I follow the guys and girls. I follow. Like, they do it in winter these. too. No, just summer. Wouldn't that be crazy if they did like ice climbing? Ice climbing. There is. I mean, why not? Have you ever watched ice climbing? No, but it's like crazy. <laughs> if they the competition, like, everyone crazy. followed the same ice. They should do that. Why is ice climbing not in the Olympics? Probably weather. I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, someday it probably will be. Sure. They do it inside. Like I've watched competitions for ice climbing. It's inside and they have like this, like basically a giant freezer they climb up in. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you, you can do that anyway. Outside. <laughs> yeah. In this winter Olympics. Yeah. Sure. They could find some waterfall somewhere. Anyway. Yeah. It's 2022. Figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it was, it was interesting. It was pretty well done. Nothing super. It's still hard for me to exactly rate like uh, judge documentaries. I haven't seen enough. I've seen good ones, but I would say on average, most documentaries are pretty well done. I don't, unless they're like, I don't know. I don't know what a, I don't think I've seen a whole, I haven't one. seen really <laughs> bad documentaries. So it looked good. It was interesting. All it was fun to, it was really interesting seeing the history of these climbers and especially Yanya, which is the number one women's climber ever. She literally swept gold medals one year, Jeez. all of them. She had all of them in bouldering, which not Where even, nobody's even been close. Uh, Slovak, Slovenia. Slovenia. Yeah. And so I gave it a four fun watch. <laughs> it only has, like a hundred ratings on letterbox. <laughs> so no one has seen this. What was it called again? The wall climb for gold hmm. worth a watch, but you do have to rent it. So I'd wait because <laughs> it's not worth it for people who don't know anything about it yet. I would wait until it's on something. And then I watched demon slayer movie. Mm. Don't yeah. I decided to find, <laughs> I finally caught up to demon slayer and decided to watch the movie. My God, one of the best anime movies I have ever seen. And I wasn't a big fanboy of the show. I do think it's a really good anime. It's really, really good. But I was not expecting this movie. It is The animation is stunningly beautiful. And the show itself is already good. I didn't know how they would really up it that much. And they did. It is stunning. And I get why. It, isn't it the number one? box office movie from japan ever i think uh, pretty sure you're asking the wrong yeah person. it's something it definitely I think has it's a number one records. ever yeah from japan so i thought it i thought it was just a bunch of fanboys and stuff watching it no this movie legitimately is amazing it is made me AOT cry more yet? than one time so wait but, until aot movie comes out that's gonna be yeah, it's I don't know. The water. Maybe. Uh, I don't know. AOT's got I don't think they'll do it now. I don't know. Yeah. But the thing with and, so the thing with Demon Slayer, what I know about it is that it's canon. Like you have to watch the movie if canon. you want. So, so a lot of anime movies don't do that. They a lot of their anime movies are just like offset, sto- like offshoot yep. stories, kind of like filler. So this is canon. By making it canon, if people are caught up and like the show, then they have to watch the movie. It's kind of like forcing them to go. I mean, they're not forced but, to go to the theater, but they're forced to watch it if they want to get the full story. I will say, so season two is out now, and it's still going currently for so, Demon Slayer. So the season two is in arcs, and the first arc is called the train arc, and that is the movie. So even if you haven't seen the movie, you can watch it as the show. But if you've seen the movie, there's no reason to watch like the first half of the second season. It's kind of gross. <laughs> Yeah, that is but very literally the first half of the second season is literally the movie, but actually as the show. So why waste money on the movie? It looks amazing. <laughs> so what's but is there's what's the difference between the there's no difference. If you've seen no, the movie, you don't up. need to watch it. If you if it's half of the season, then you have to lose a little bit of something in the movie because they can't. Right. Unless. Well, I mean, you gotta think episodes are pretty short. The arc isn't yeah, that long. They're usually like actually episodes. around twenty minutes. By the time you take out intro, Each. outro, and recaps, it's like less recaps, than twenty minutes. Yeah. yeah, it's like fifteen and minutes, and you times hours. that by I think like ten one episodes. Piece, one it's piece literally... episodes have literally been like twelve minutes long. <laughs> All yeah, new content yeah. so, was twelve minutes. <laughs> yeah, so if you take that Demon Slayer, the first arc is kind of like that. Literally, the movie is just a way to watch it all in one continuous thing. Yeah, that's almost two hours. Yeah, so, so real episodes. <laughs> it's literally just the ten, the whole arc, and condensed into a beautiful looking movie. I would say this movie would be really good, even if you have not seen the first season. But it, if you've seen it, this the, what brought it down and not gave. I gave it a four and a half. What not five is just because it can't stand alone, right? You have to see the first season to get the full out of it. But on its yeah. own, even it is one of the most beautiful 
looking animated movies ever. And it is also the story I think will hit anybody just watching it, even if you don't really know the backstory. And yeah, it's just, and it all is, you know, contained. So that it has a definite end because that's the end of the arc in the show. So it has an end, it has a beginning, it has everything you need. And it's just, yeah, it's really good. I, I dismissed it for a while and then I watched it. I'm like, okay, <laughs> I thought people were just giving it the high scores because they were fanboys. No, it is really good. That, but that's why I think that AOT is going to be bigger. Maybe. That's, that's I crossing, I'm watching Attack on Titan too, but that's crossing like Demon Slayer is doing that too, though. In Jackson, Michigan, you could have watched Demon Slayer, the dubbed or the sub version at Jacksonton. Yeah. On two different screens. They had the dubbed and the subbed version. Right. So that's pretty insane. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, with all these big, huge Call of Duty streamers that are open. I mean, Attack on Titan literally has a thing in Call of Duty now. Like, yeah. a skins and stuff. So, like, dang, it's blowing up. And that's why, that's why yeah, I the think final Attack on Titan is going to be, if they did a movie, it's going to be massive. I mean, I would. I'd I got to rewatch Attack on Titan. Yeah. I did not like it the first time I watched it. I I'm I just started rewatching it and I'm on. But they also I'm always still talk the about first, Demon Slayer. I'm in the second season now. It's good, but I mean, it's is, really good. Like I four, think Demon Slayer is better. There's not that many seasons. Five, yeah. I think. Okay, yeah. I got to three, and they originally. just released the fifth one. It's going right yeah, now. Okay, yeah, yeah. It's still going, so I'm catching up. Did to they it. had a break? Did they have a break? <laughs> That's what. Yeah, they yeah, had super so. long breaks. Season one to two was like two years. I thought so. Yeah. Because I remember you watching it and then you said it was over. Yeah, that's like, why I ended so up kept losing because it was three. so far yeah. apart every season. And there's just most animes like every year. This was like high school. Yeah. <laughs> I No, it was college, but it's been long. I've been, Probably eight years, 10 years. Yeah, since it's been going on for a long time. Five. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I, I can't. Uh, the anime Demon Slayer 2, I can't recommend enough. It's It's really good. It deserves the hype. Cool. You you only have two more. I'll I'll squeeze mine in real quick. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I watched a film called Come True. Uh, come? Did you say come? I'm gonna I said come. Come, <laughs> come true. Uh, Anthony Scott. There it is. I was waiting for that. Yeah. Uh, Anthony Scott Barnes directed uh, or Burns. I mean. Uh, Never heard of this guy, but, you know, horror movie Sundays. Had to watch one, th- throw one in. Um, and this guy clearly is a huge fan of both father and son Cronenbergs because there was a lot of dream sequences that were reminiscent of um, what a Cronenberg would would uh, have. Uh, possessor ring, rings a bell. Um, and this had a lot of lot of takes from it also it's clearly a sucker for um 80 synth i've said this a hundred times in the show i'll say it a hundred more times this movie had some cool synthy tones to it had like a uh like it was it was current day but had some old looking technology similar to like possessor did um so like definitely had definitely had um stylistic choices that were similar to that, like I said, of Cronenberg, but um, you know, had like a blue filter on it, blue lighting, uh some purples. Jacob, you would love the colors in this movie. I love you would purples. Have loved um obviously nothing uh didn't blow it's not gonna blow you away in terms of horror. It's not it's not groundbreaking or anything, but um pretty cool, uh interesting movie to watch didn't expect much out of it and it actually surprised me somewhat um not super horror heavy but in the horror genre it's it's not gonna like scare you but there's some horrific images especially in terms of the dream sequences um so yeah it was it was cool exciting fun uh not not gonna blow you away but if you like sci-fi horror it's right up your alley. Um, and I gave this boy a three and a half. I am watching it if it ain't blowing me. Ah! Got 
All right, uh, I got, uh, let me burn through some of these. So, Signs rewatched one of the best movies of all time. Uh, next movie was a first time watch. You said Do the signs? right thing. Signs. <laughs> okay, I was just making sure. How many house lines have you had? <laughs> Not enough. Um, next movie Clearly. I watched was a first time watch. Uh, it was Spike Lee's Do the Right Thing. I've been hearing. A lot of people tell me to get this movie in before the top 100. And I'm glad I did because, yeah, this movie kind of blew me away. Um, there's, It's pretty hard to describe other than a hangout movie in New York that incorporates basically every borough or, well, one, it takes place in one, but every uh, race, ethnicity, you know, All nationality that you can think of. Um no, it's just a it's just a super interesting take on that and uh how the story of I guess I, I don't know, I don't want to spoil it. I want you guys to watch it. So No, um, it's definitely it's been on I'll my keep it simple. for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's incredible. It looks incredible. The Spike Lee isms that like I don't really like it from like the five bloods or Work. some of the other movies like the nitpicks that i had with black Klansman, like he uses some of those in this movie but they work incredibly well um yeah the ending will kind of like shock and you know again one of those movies more relevant today than it ever has been <laughs> um but That's no it, every it, movie to kyle <laughs> <laughs> signs more relevant today than it ever has been okay we need to worry about <laughs> the alien invasion um no, it it's yeah. If you once you watch it, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. But yeah, the performances in this are amazing. The the writing, just how it looks, it takes place like on one summer day. I love movies that take place on one day, and it's supposed to be like the hottest day of the year. And like the saturation and the temperature, like of the picture, like the actual picture, is like you can feel how hot it is. And yeah, just all the visual um, tricks that they use to pull that off are are pretty great. So, yeah, uh, we'll talk more about that in the future. And then I rewatched uh, The Exorcist from 1973, William Friedkin's The Exorcist. Uh, still love this movie. Didn't didn't uh, make it up to the five-star mark, as I was hoping. I still have, I have a few nitpicks with it, but um, as a horror movie and the things that they accomplish in this are incredible. I love like the subliminal images that they flash throughout the movie. And I love the separate stories of like the young priest and like Reagan's story. And, but then like how they weave in some of the stuff that they show in the beginning of the movie back into it kind of feels like, um, what's the word I'm thinking of? It's just like, so matter of fact, it's uh convenient how they weave it back together. Uh, kind of doesn't, come together like how i wanted or how i would expect to so exorcist is a 4.5 i didn't realize murph was movie. in it what's that old murph from interstellar is in it oh yeah ellen person is the, is the mom yeah that's true mm -hmm. she's great as as usual and i finally finished breaking bad which i had never finished before Woo! so breaking bad the show incredible wasn't what do you think of the last season though the last season i liked i liked the last season a lot yeah it's amazing what oh, do you okay. think of the last episode of the last season um, i rewatch it no the last season is incredible it. because it it yeah yeah it really kind of gives you like a satisfying conclusion to these arcs and i think it closes those arcs pretty well i was kind of nervous after they kill off gus right like where's it going to go from there? And I wasn't super happy with goes. how that started, like how it's like they start the new business with Mike and then like where it goes from there. But it, it once it gets into the groove of that stuff, it plays out well. Um, but anyway, that's all to lead up to El Camino, which I watched the movie. Uh, El Camino is not as good as anything in Breaking Bad. Uh, it's just feels so tacked on to me. Uh, to the show, I think, I think there was like an outcry of like, 
not being able to see what happens to Jesse or like people felt unsatisfied with what happened to him because he's pretty much just like freed from this entrapment and then is gone right and so like I guess if you look at that like at face value it's not very satisfying but I don't think they added anything in El Camino to really like flesh him out or like do anything else with him it's just like new people that we've never seen that he has to face against like a lot of its flashbacks Jesse like Jesse Plemons goes from skinny Jesse Plemons to fat Jesse Plemons all of a sudden and then yeah it's just it just feels it starts right after the show too which is like a big problem for me I feel like they should have done like a couple years later or something and like given him kind of like a uh like he's still struggling with his past and like PTSD with all that shit and like demons that haunt him to this day but it's like a couple years later whereas the sh- the movie is literally right after the last episode and it just i don't know it's not satisfying to me i don't think it added much to it i don't even know why it was necessary so didn't care for it three stars i would have given it like a three and a half when i watched three it. and a half if it wasn't for the name yeah, yeah, it was a three and a half, but um, the title, El Camino, a is Breaking Bad, bad movie, yeah. that's disgusting. I, I, so. I thought it was just El Camino for some reason. No. Nope. Nope. It would have been better if it was just El Camino. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Half star better. <laughs> no, it's probably a light. Yeah, it was definitely unnecessary. Anyway, so but I didn't feel bad bumping it down because of that. It was definitely unnecessary, but being a person who watched the show live as it was going and then it finished and then years later, it was kind of nice. A little bias, I guess. It's, to yeah, it's that. nice to revisit like the yeah. world, but yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess I watched it right anything. after yeah. the show, so yeah. you have to like put some nostalgia and shit aside when you're like reviewing it objectively. Yeah, and yeah, I don't know, just a lot of that stuff didn't didn't work for me, didn't hit for me. So yeah, uh, that's it for me. Anything else for you guys? Yeah. <laughs> There, there was is. another climbing movie. Uh, what? Summit. I have a climbing movie to talk about. Yeah, the summit of the gods. <laughs> so this is a anime, <laughs> is French it for real? anime. Yeah. What? It's a French movie that is drawn in a style that is definitely influenced by Japanese animation, and but it is French. And it's based on a manga, though. I have not read the manga, but yeah, it's really good. It looks a beautiful. While it is definitely influenced by Japanese style, and even maybe you could say Studio Ghibli somewhat, I would say a lot of it is definitely in a style that's not that. <laughs> so it definitely has influences from French art maybe impressionalist with the backgrounds and such, but it looks great. And the story, pretty simple, but it's just like a story of kind of being hit down and trying to continue forward, finding the thing that gives you passion. And it doesn't matter the negatives that happens. As long as you follow that passion, you'll live like a full and purposeful life. But it's not as deep as I think it wants to be, but it's definitely worth a watch and it's on Netflix. So anybody can watch it. So I gave it a four out of five. Hmm. Is that everything? Cool. No, you don't. You have one big one. Oh, you said you were going to save it. Jacob. Who, me? Or Jacob? Yeah. Jacob? Yeah, I watched Tangerine, but. Saving it. Might hear more of that later. Might hear more about that later. <laughs> all right. Flesh out my Sean Baker movies. You gotta watch yeah, all you didn't sure. watch Red except Red Rocket, Rocket, but you can't watch that one yet. Oh, as soon man. as that comes streaming, I'll add that to mine too. Yeah, we're available to rent. It's definitely worth it for me. So Okay. If you rent it. Um Jacob is uh he's gotta get going. So we'll save uh maybe next week we'll we'll knock out a couple of cummerdums and um Juice next week's episode. Oh, quick, quick, Cumber Dumb. Did you guys watch the Halo trailer? I did Halo watch show? it. Oh, yeah, there. This is I a good one. I saw parts one. of it. I watched the whole thing and uh, I'm down. Come. Yeah. I'm in. I love 
that they didn't they're like oh we don't need to just stick to the same people voice whatever <laughs> this is non-canon so none of it's canon yep and it looks like it definitely captured the spirit of halo i mean yeah, i dig it i don't expect it to be anything more than what it you know just a simple fun action show yeah but i don't want them to I be love, i don't want them to be um chained to the lore of the game right because then it, you feel like it has to go in a certain direction and there's and no plus like the game they gave up a lot of the lore too yeah yeah like the books and the games very different well the books are like crazy and yeah <laughs> like those books are incredible five was bad story-wise infinite's good i heard it's really good not great but they had to fix all the things that five fucked up but this is non-canon, and I think they hit the look. I love that they didn't try to just make Cortana the same. I know? love that they didn't. Yeah, a lot of people are complaining about that. I'm like, why, though? Like, It's no, such a our, small that's, thing. That's yeah. a video game, Cortana. Yeah, this it is... can be a different... It is Jen Taylor, though. Yeah, same It voice. is Cortana, but just she looks like herself. But she's... In, yeah, it's in It's in a different... Master like... Chief isn't his voice either. Nope. So, And I'm okay with that. I, it looked exactly like what I want. I was I like actually they, surprised. I like how they... I I actually prefer that they didn't try and do like an actor inside. I I like how they did like a CG yeah. of Master Chief. That way he doesn't have like these limitations of it doesn't look as corny. Yeah, I thought I think it, when it's CG they it can, nailed it. And plus it just looks more like the game, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Which looks great. The flood looked great. That you saw little tentacles come out. Yeah. I thought I'm I'm going to watch it. Mm-hmm. I already have it yeah, for sure or something. Finally, when? you know we had Does to wait for, I think it's like March. March. Oh, March. We had to oh, wait yeah. this long for a Halo show. I'm almost glad it's coming out now because now we're at that point where shows can have like CG and stuff. That's a lot cheaper to do and make it look pretty good. And I'm glad we're it's coming out in time when we have all that technology and stuff. So it's going to look pretty good. It's going to be on a streaming service that, and now they're so much better than they used to be. It's the right yeah, time for an plus, infinite like- blue up. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that's true. But how are we going to watch it? Blown up. Yeah. Well, I uh, I actually have it because I have it too. Yeah. So, March twenty fourth, yeah. it comes out. Cool. Another quick uh, video game one. The Rock is going to be Call of Duty, in Call of Duty movie. The Rock, mm-hmm. like Doom. Oh He's back for more, more game movies. Oh yeah, I forgot yeah. they're making a Call of Duty nothing, movie. There's, yeah, there's nothing. I didn't know they were making one, but it's just announced. Hmm. Dumb. Come yeah. for the first Make it Halo, dumb for Call of Duty. Come but now it's dumb. owned by Microsoft, so mate, no. <laughs> yeah, that now makes it better. Yeah, that's no. some huge news, too, that dropped, but we ain't a video game Couple podcast, so. <laughs> well, they're movies. No, no, no. I, mean, I meant the Microsoft acquisition was huge news. Oh, yeah. Oh, so was the Sony one today. Oh, yeah. Third biggest entertainment buyout in history. Mm-hmm. It was like Time Warner... And then something, and yeah, then Amazon bought MGM or something, didn't they? That wasn't even as big. Hmm. This was eighty billion. <laughs> Seventy. Seventy billion. Seventy-eight billion. All right, that uh, brings us to a close. Do we know what we're doing next week? Is it? Um, I think it's that Moonfall. We, moonfall. Yeah, oh, yeah get hyped for Moonfall, baby. Come on, when rolling, does, baby. Um, I'm ready. Yeah. When does Jackass come out? That's next week too, but I don't give a fuck about that. Hmm. Okay. So, yeah, next week is Jackass Forever, Moonfall, and The Wolf and the Lion. Mm-hmm. So we'll probably do... I mean, I don't... Yeah, Moonfall or Jackass. I don't really care which one. They're both going to suck, so... I'd much <laughs> rather, much, much rather see Moonfall. Hey, that's fine with me. Same. I mean, how the hell are you going to... Like, how are you going to review Jackass? Yeah, I mean, I we reviewed a movie kind of similar to it. Yeah, not really a movie, yeah. Well, I think that was yeah. that same week was like the only it was the only thing out. So probably <laughs> also the only thing out that time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Moonfall next week. Um. And we're coming up on uh 100 soon. Get our top 100s ready. So I haven't talked about the uh, format, but we'll announce that maybe next week we can we can um as soon as we figure it out because <laughs> it's gonna be it's probably gonna take up two episodes. So are we gonna do episode 99, episode 100, or? all in one or in three which would mean next week is the last regular show until that so lots to talk about 
All right. But until then, if you want to send us a question or comment, you can email us at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. I am on both those as JSAL517. That's JSAL517. And I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys. Thank you.